0: You're listening to John's Cast, an fan podcast about the greatest of football team, the
1: Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie,
0: and I'm Nick. And made after a great response from our hundredth episode, we followed it up with episode 101.
1: That's it, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks everyone for listening to our last episode. Uh, we have got what nearly 800 listeners, which is um, which is huge for us. Um, and a shout out to Scooter as well. Um, I know he, he shared on on Twitter that he. Uh, you know, jumped on the podcast with this, which was just fantastic of him. So I dare say a lot of those listeners jumped on board um, following his tweet. Um, it was like you could literally run a marathon in the time uh, that we, <laughs> <laughs> that we um, did that podcast in. But, I mean, um, you know, reached out to a few people to uh, see if they'd be happy to be guests. Um, and all of them said yes. So, um, yeah, we weren't going to knock back... Um, uh, yeah, those offers from such great people. Um, so it was a great episode to do, Jane. So um, yeah, now good on you for getting the guests.
0: Yeah, no worries. And uh, look, we go into a period now where um, we're in that limbo period, you know, before the draft. So you know, we'll be status quo. But there's been a few things happen, and uh, still things uh, in the background that are happening at the club. That um, you know, we heard from the president. To David Barham, and uh, whilst not giving us the actual uh, review findings, he certainly gave us a clue of what was mentioned. Um, and it's fair to say, mate, there's a fair bit going on that needs uh, correcting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read David's uh, email, it was pretty extensive, and uh, there wasn't a, too many pats on the back of what we're doing. Um, I guess the things that worry me were, you know, and, and we probably knew it as supporters anyway. There's the lack of unity. Um mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to achieve anything when you're not aligned and um you know, I hope truly hope this is the start of finding that alignment. Um, because yeah, I think if you know whichever rank doesn't wanna you know pull in the same direction, I think, you know, it's time for them to go. So even if they don't agree, um, they have to say, No, nah, I'm not not seeing this vision, so I'm I'm gonna take the exit, or you get an alignment and you work together and try to get this club back to where it once was as our leader of the comp. Yeah, absolutely. It was um yeah,
1: pretty broad ranging. Obviously, we only saw surface level stuff. And as you say, James, um, I guess it was pretty damning. Um but like the the good thing for me is that we're seeing as an opportunity and we're acknowledging. Our faults, um, you know. Whereas in the past, you know, we've we've hidden behind our our historical success and um, you know swept any problems under the rug um, and moved any troublemakers out of the way. yeah yeah get a Dean Wallace. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think it's it's quite good, um, but it's it's coming out like this. Um, and I guess like following on from this, I've I've seen a couple of news articles come out. About what this actually means um one article i saw in the age uh, came out yesterday jane uh, in response to you know this uh you know review was that essence going to um fully invest in, in development and um we're actually committed to paying the uh, luxury tax of um overspending in our uh, development area um yeah. to uh yeah basically Set right uh, the wrongs from the past. Actually, look at you know, developing our younger players, which has been um, you know, bereft of, of funding and, and attention, really, uh, for a long period of time. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm glad we're, um, I suppose, overcorrecting to a degree in that in that area. Um, so uh, you know, young players that are in the club are going to get the best available opportunity to develop, um, to become, you know, the successful players that. They want to be, we want them to be. Um, yeah, which is absolutely fantastic. Um and uh yeah, I guess as more details come out, we'll see uh, what happens there. Um I do also note um that you know, obviously we're still in a search for a CEO, um, having got one for two minutes and then um yeah, he was he was quickly uh, uh well he, he quickly made a decision that he uh he withdraw himself from that. Um and I know like to some people they're like, yeah, we just need to get someone in. I actually take heart in that we are taking the time to get the right person, um, uh, because that obviously didn't happen. Um first go around and, and look at the trouble that caused for us. Um so I'm glad they are taking the time for that, mate.
0: Yeah. And um, I guess the other things in part of this, mate, you know, um, you know, we've heard Greg Swan's name being mentioned. Um As potential CEO, but uh, he kind of distanced himself the other day um, when he, you know, with the announcement of the Brisbane uh, new facility, which looks amazing, mind you. um, You know, and and see, mate, they've actually built a a stand for their supporters to come and watch. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I hope um, that will be sometime or, you know, in some way looked at eventually having some kind of, you know, seating area for of crowds um, who want to come and watch hopefully uh grand final week training one day mate um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an optimist but um yeah I just think that um yeah when you see something like that but he was asked about the position he said no nah, I love Queensland you yeah, know I'm here you yeah, know it wasn't a defined uh, no I'm not going there but uh certainly he wasn't committed to he wasn't even hinting that he may leave so I'm not sure where that stands Um." I guess the other things that part of this thing that we got from um, Dave Barham, um, the, some of the things that were um, they're putting people and players, members and communities back at the centre of the club. So where were we? Um, yeah. Where did the review find us? We must've been on the periphery, mate. I, I'd say. Uh, no,
1: we're at the bomber shop getting 15% off, I think.
0: Right? <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. And like, yeah, for all of Dave Barham's knockers, I, I will say that he seems to be doing this with the right intent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he may have made a few blues here and there, but I mean, yeah, he wanted change because he could see that the current way wasn't working. And, um, he wants to get us, you know, focused on football primarily rather than business. And, um, you know, we're in a position where we don't need to be chasing every cent, you know, um, you know we just need to be, putting a good product out there. And uh, as uh, the great Field of Dreams quote goes, mate, if you build it, they will come. And, um, you know, if they keep um, you know, getting this club back on track, you know, if we can get 86,000 members for the rubbish we've put up, you know, for a long time, imagine when we turn the ship, you know, you got to think that number will jump astronomically.
1: Absolutely, mate. Um I'll tell you what, Essendon supporters are nothing if not loyal. Yeah. Um, so uh, no, we've certainly done our there are hard yards and uh, about time the, the club is um yeah acknowledged and um starting to roll up the sleeves themselves.
0: Now mate, the, one of the criticisms of this review, that yeah, you know, the hinting of the review was that for all yeah, you know, Kane Corns has said this for all uh, intensive purposes, um basically you've lost few people off the board who are elected to go. You've lost Ben Rutten and that's it. The same, you know, apart from bringing in like someone like Brad Scott and then, you know, uh, a few coaching changes, there hasn't been this dramatic change. Now, one of the criticisms around the fitness, uh, you know, it was found to be very poor in the, you know, fitness department. Not sure how... Sean Murphy survives, you know, um, because if that's the finding and he's your your head of fitness, um, I certainly wonder why he's given the opportunity to correct it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's not to say that that's a given that he'll definitely be there, but, I mean, I'm sure he would have to be answered to some of these findings.
1: Yeah, I guess he will, but I guess I look at it, and go look timings everything in a lot of ways. Um, we had a lot of uh, you know, disruption. I mean, Kane can downplay it all this like, but like you look at it and you know three um, three directors of the board, yeah, the CEO and the president. Like that's a lot of movement at the one time. If we also, oh as well as Ben Rutten, the coach, mm. if we also then said no, nah, sports bloke is gone didororo you're gone like just an example but I mean like that to me um like it, it's too much at the one time whereas like if it's the case that the review says no nah, look our our, uh, our fitness isn't up to standard um and now we make the decision sure Murphy has to go um and uh then let's it's effectively like a month or a month and a half since the last bit it Sort of uh evens out the level of um yeah, tumultuousness if you'll <laughs> uh, yeah. forgive me the the word but like I, I like as much as all of us at yeah at some stage have gone no nah, everyone has to go stuff them um like an old Brash's ad um mm. but uh so I think you know Kane <laughs> Corns as, as much as I don't mind him sometimes but uh for stuff like that I I think there's there's ripping off the band-aid and then there's, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, destroying um, yeah, everything at the club. Um, yeah. Cutting off your nose, to your face kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And like I said, these changes may come in time rather than all at once. Um, so, as you say, there's the club we'll look to stabilise a little after a dramatic change from... Uh, last year's setup, at least. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, so uh, you know, I'm looking forward to changes. Like, um, yeah, you know, we've heard stories now that players are already returning back to do some extra fitness sessions, and you know, um, I think, yeah, you know, even Brad Scott's address at the uh, Crichton Medal, it was like a little warning to the players. You know, I'll I'll know who you are. By how you turn up on day one, Do you know what I mean. So, yeah. to me, uh, if you're going to come, uh, you know, back into training and and not be at um, peak pit uh, peak fitness, uh, yeah, I think, that, yeah, you'd be worked out pretty early and and possibly play a lot of VFL football. Um, yep, yeah. uh, because you know, you've been warned, so it'd be silly. Um, one pleasing thing came corns at he saw um, Sam Draper training over in Adelaide actually, um, in his off season. And uh, he said he is looking yeah, you know, as fit as a fiddle. Uh, Max Dorn like running um so you know, as a bit of a, a pat on the back to Sam, as take as being one of the ones to really take on that extra you know, opportunity to Impress the new coach, and uh, you know, Sam probably think, Yeah, I'm the number one rapper at Essendon, but uh, he probably has identified too that I have to prove that to Brad Scott now. Um, whoever was coaching previously, uh, it's going to be Brad's opinion that matters most,
1: absolutely, mate. Well, I hope he had a sharing in his hands and was uh, you know, practicing handballs, kicking, because mm-hmm. um, that's the area of his game that he really needs to work on the actual ball use side of it. Um, because you know, I think the
0: goal of the year,
1: mate. Well, I keep goal of the year, but like <laughs> you know, Checks whether he, and all. <laughs> you know, you could you could never be sure that that's what he meant to do. Like that's, yeah. um, but so yeah, because I you hear stories about you know when Kevin Cheedy got to the club, um, he effectively gave all the players a share, and he goes, you know, that's your responsibility. You know, you go to bed with it, you carry around with you during the day and make sure you do X, Y, and Z. Um, because it's that feel of the share in your hands. That's the thing that matters. You can run, like we've talked about previously, Like you can run 15 Ks a game. That's great. Does it mean you're going to be you know, performing out on the field? Not necessarily in the, you know, the one area of the game that everyone agrees we can, uh, we need to tighten up on is our ball use. Um, uh, and certainly you know, kicking for goal is going to be another area of, uh, yeah, specifically for for Draper as, as well. Like, so you can ruck, but yeah, you know, can he be a dangerous forward um, when he's when he's resting? That's yeah. uh, a big area of the game he needs to work on. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's good to hear he's been out there. Um, but I just hope he, along with uh, yeah many other of the Essendon players, um, yeah have that sharing in the hands and uh, get a bit of leather poisoning over the summer.
0: Um. Pleasing to know um, Jake Stringer is working hard at boxing and doing a couple of sessions a week, mate. And um, he can be like a new recruit for us, I really believe. Um, you know, I only thought we saw a fraction of his talent last year. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if he can present in, you know, well, if he's absolutely flying in the preseason <laughs> and actually maintain that, mate, um, I still think he's our most valuable player in terms of being able to win games. Um, yeah. you know, I think he's certainly got uh attributes that few of our players have. Um mm. and he is a real you know, game breaker in terms of being able to just you know, take over a game at times and uh if you can do that, yeah, you know, obviously you know, being a a bit of an enigma, he's a yeah, a very good player, but um, obviously you can't expect him to be at the same level every week. as Obviously, uh, line breakers usually aren't. But, uh, I mean, like, we need to get a more consistent uh, effort out of Jake, and if he has the fitness ability to be able to do that, um, you we'll know, be all the better for it. Absolutely. If we could get,
1: you yeah, know, the back half of 2021, Jake Stringer, mm-hmm. um, yeah, over the course of 2023, um, that'll be absolutely brilliant. Like he doesn't have to win the game off his own boot every game. Um, but if he can provide a level of consistency, um, you yeah, that we can, you know, depend on and then you know have those you know, fits of brilliance, like that'd be that'd be great. But um yeah, it's that I suppose that fitness side of things, but also um, you know, uh as much as we love him. You know, having a ping from wherever they need to, uh, you know, tighten up there and not be so selfish at times and, and look for other players and have that trust that other players are able to, um, um yeah, that, that they're able to do the job. Um, so, uh, yeah, I agree with you, mate. Like, he's easily our uh, most influential player on his day. Um, we just need more of that
0: uh, for longer, yeah. Um, now. We haven't done a pod since our uh, trade period finished, mate. So we can now talk about that quickly. Um, you know, we know that now we've added two players that we've drafted in the top 10 of their draft years. Uh, and, you know, Will Sederfield, who's a 192 centimeter you know, uh, midfielder. Um, he's not the biggest of bodies, mate, but he's certainly bigger than most of our mids. Um, and I think he'll thrive. Having a bit more opportunity in the guts um, as that bigger body mid. Um, so I can see him and uh, Kyle Langford, and, and to a lesser extent, Jake Stringer kind of rotating, having a bigger presence in that midfield. And then, um, yeah, we've got Sam Wiedemann, mate, who's, uh, yeah, he's had seven years at Melbourne. Um, fair to say, he's never really taken over the full forward position. But um, we certainly, I think, will be a good support for um, Peter Wright. I think we did need that second option. Um, and at 25, it's a good year to get him through, you know, um, and he seems, you know, really keen to, you know, show us that he can, you know, play a real consistent effort up forward. And he's open to, you know, resting in the rack and even having a trial down back. So... He's fully open to all options to get, you know, a game within the club. But I, I think initially he'll certainly be an option for us up forward with Peter Wright. Yeah, mate.
1: I think both of them are quite a pick pickup. So, I mean, with uh, with Cedarfield, also we've we've chased him twice for his services, Jane. Um, you know, first time he, um, yeah obviously... Uh, well, we chose uh, McGrath, basically. Well, we chose McGrath instead of Cedarfield. Yeah, um then a couple of years later, uh, tried to prize him out of GWS, but uh yeah, Carlton won the um the contest for his services on that occasion. Um uh so you know won't we count it too harshly against him, Jane. Um but I guess you know, you say he's not the biggest body and agree currently, however, um, uh Carlton sort of moved him away from that inside mid uh area. Like obviously given uh the other mids they've They've got in that position. Um, yeah, pretty hard to knock out a Crips from that area, mate. Um, so they actually got him just trimmed down, um, so he could play that wing role, which is a role i you know, I don't think he's particularly suited to. It could be quite a difficult role to uh to play. Um, but he did it for the betterment of the team. Um, yeah, obviously hasn't worked out all that well for him. Um uh and you know, obviously to come in uh, at that size he Instantly be a point of difference in our midfield. Um, so he, he could potentially put a bit of that size back on over the summer. Um, so I, I think he's quite an astute pickup. That can be quite good use of the footy, which is another area of uh, the game that we really need to work on. So yeah, I think, um, you yeah, know, shows plenty of promise. And as for. Um, uh, uh,
0: wait a minute,
1: Yeah, wait a minute, Sorry, right? But he went, went blank there. But as for him, uh, again, like he's shown. Um, that he, he's quite capable at the level he just has, hasn't shown up for long enough, um, or consistently enough. Um, you know, which is uh, yeah, you, know, you can sort of see it in uh, you know, the brief um, little interviews he's done um, for the uh, for the club, um, where he acknowledges you know, my career is not where I want it to be. Um, and so he's you know, basically leaving no stone no unturned to um, you know, to continue to play out a, a full AFL career. So he's hungry for success. And um you know, with his I suppose he's had that seven years in the system. You obviously key position players take that bit longer to uh to develop. Um and he's he's learnt that that forward craft um hopefully which should allow him or ideally will allow him to be I suppose a um that that sort of help for Peter Wright where Peter Wright's not only competing against his defenders. Like sometimes uh, currently he's he's competing against three or four Essendon players going for the same mark. If Wiedemann's, you know, leading in different patterns, um, that takes at least one or two away from uh Peter Wright, which um you know either leaves Peter Wright more able to get those grabs or could leave Wiedemann uh, free to create some damage himself. Um and you know, obviously, you know, with Jones there, um yeah, I don't think he's just a, a lead-up marking forward. I think he's more you sort of get to the get to the wing, get to the um, centre half forward, sort of roaming kind of forward type um, to take those those marks. Um, but I guess yeah, the the deficit in his game is that I suppose that contested area, which was the same as Peter Wright um, when he came to the club. Um, Wiedemann's obviously looked at Peter Wright as, as an example, and so like well, geez, you know, he had these deficiencies in his game. He's worked bloody hard to get where he is and look where he is now. Best and fairest winner uh, for the club. Uh, so that's something he can try to emulate in his time. And I think, um, you know, we, we paid, you know, for the for both players, we paid half a pack of chips, um, you know, realistically speaking. I, I think they're, you know, really good pickups, uh, good age demographics. So we're not, um, you know, saying goodbye to them in a couple of years. Like so Potentially they could have, you know, a good seven years, seven, eight years with the club. Um, if they knuckle down and uh, and earn their positions on the field because um, it won't be given to them, um, certainly not with Brad Scott at the helm. So, um, yeah, I think plenty of promise for both players there, Joe. Yeah.
0: Now, um, another player that... We've had a couple of D-listings, mate, um, since we've got last uh, pod as well. Um, we obviously had uh, Cody Brand, who, which was a bit of a surprise for me. I thought... Um, yeah, when Josh Air at this stage has been spared, uh, hasn't been given a new contract, but has been basically you know, been retained on the list at this stage. Um, I would have thought Katie Brand was a bit more advanced than Josh Air, but mm. uh, Josh Air is a little bit younger for Tony, you know, so not much, but um maybe they see more potential in Josh. Um I haven't seen that myself. If I was basing it on the VFL footy i watched, I probably thought Cody Brand was in front, but um they would have much better data than me. So uh yeah, and I do hope Josh uh, you know repays that faith and, and works hard over the summer and you know can you know slowly have a career for himself. But um yeah that was a bit of a surprise and then Alec Waterman I wasn't so surprised. You know um I thought he played well um when he could just play as a Head up forward, but you know, he had zero uh, pressure coming out of that forward line um, because of his, you know, obviously he's a bit limited in his aerobic um, to be able to catch players. You know, he's not, because the players and um, I thought it came out of our forward line a bit too easy, You're not blaming just him, but when you add Peter Wright as well, um, I think, you know, I thought that uh, that may have been a real... Cost to him, and I, I do hope he gets another chance elsewhere. Um, because he seemed like a ripper of a lad, and um, you know he certainly worked well uh, at various times, right I think he kicked four or five goals in a in a few times for us. Um, so he certainly got some talent, but um, mm. just just uh, you know where we're at, we can't really you know have the ball coming out of our forward line too easily, and I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he probably paid uh, for his uh, position. And then, um, lastly, mate, um, Braden Ham uh, truck has gone, mate, because uh, there was no saving him this time. And um, yeah, again, Braden, <laughs> great runner, but um, yeah, I just felt he was just physically unable to uh, able to put any pressure on the play, especially when the ball's in. It contested area Um, and again again, um, where we're at we just can't carry players like that Um, so I'm sure Braden will get another opportunity elsewhere Um, you know because I think you know he's got an elite running base, but just where we're at we just can't carry those kind of players what are your thoughts on those three pieces?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was the same as you, mate. I would have thought Brand would have been ahead of Air. Um, They seem to be showing some quite good signs in defence. There, obviously, I had a lot of, uh, you know, tutelage from Fletcher. Um, So, uh, yeah, I was was a bit surprised, um, especially when Air um, wasn't elicited immediately. Um, So, maybe Air offers a bit more. Um, in some area, I'm not sure, because I've not seen it defensively nor offensively um, at the VFL level, but as you say, mate, they've got better data than us, so um, I'll trust them to make that call. Um, uh, and then as for Ham, um, look, my thoughts are known on Ham. Um, yeah, great runner, shows great potential, but um, just doesn't show enough, um, you know, want for the contest, Um so if you're not willing to win your own footy, um it's gonna be pretty hard on a wing. So um um uh, and as for Waterman, yeah, you, you kinda of feel sorry for him because he yeah, he kicked what 30 odd goals for us. Um um what was it was it only last year, Jane? Um twenty twenty one. Yeah, so well, I think
0: um well, I haven't got the data in front of me, but yeah. I, I mean I know he had a good year, um I don't know if it was last year or the year but- but it, it, certainly, I remember kicking four or five goals. Yeah. And it, but in and any case,
1: like he, like when he played, he, he contributed. Um, but I I do have to say, like he's <clears throat> for mine, he's, he's pretty one dimensional. Um, he's a sort of lead up marking forward, who yeah can kick straight. He's got a beautiful leg on him, uh, but he doesn't have the fitness base to you know rotate through the midfield. Um, he doesn't have the height to you know, present as a, a big marking forward. Um, He's not quick enough to be able to sort of um, get that footy at ground level and um, be a sort of small forward. So he's in that sort of awkward size for the the style of footy he plays at AFL level. Um, Unfortunately, so without any of those key traits that would set you apart at AFL level, um, yeah, I I have to say I agree with the decision. Um, If we have to be you know, sort of ruthless in our list spots. So I I think there are um, yeah you know, um, other uh, players who can potentially offer more in that position. So definitely feel sorry for him. Um, yeah, he, he's done well to to come back after uh, you know after the illness and, and injuries um, he's had previously to get back to AFL level footy. Surely he can play a role, uh, but I think yeah, I, I think it is. Limited the role he can play. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely one where uh, if you have got another opportunity elsewhere, you'd say more power to him and well done to the bloke because uh, you'd, you'd wish him no um, ill will. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess yeah, I agree with those. I'll be interested to see who um, uh, who else might um, you know might not make the cut um, prior to the final list lodgement. Um, because there's certainly uh, a few blokes out there, I'm sure will be uh waiting nervously on uh, yeah, return to training and and uh, yeah, how the coach sees them in the team. Yeah,
0: just on uh, like what about he played 22 matches with us, mate, he kicking 27 goals. So, uh, that's his, yeah, you know, he's kicked 17 last year, and um, yeah, he kicked uh, obviously 10 this year, so um, <laughs> he's uh, definitely uh, a player that uh, had talent, but um, probably wasn't the kind of player that we need at the moment. Mm. Now, one of those players, mate, that you may have been referencing was uh, Anthony mcdonald Tip Woody, because um, when he announced his retirement, we thought it would be a given that he wouldn't be with us next year. But it seems like uh, it's a race between us and Frio um, where um, Waller decides to play his footy uh you know, he seems like uh driven to come back. Um so there's whispers that it was actually um you know Freo that reignited that passion to come back. So some people saying to me that they think he'll eventually nominate them. But uh, he's certainly been speaking to our club and um uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see which way he goes. Um, would be a nice surprise to have him back on the list, especially if he's driven and you know is uh, committed to getting that fitness back that he'll need to have to uh, yeah, you know, to get into the side.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, just on that because um, uh, you know, it's understood that uh, Tip is coming back to the club to uh, have a have a couple of chats at least. Um, and in that um, that letter from. Dave Barrow, he he talks about, you know, um, I suppose reinstilling, you know, Essendon's previous historic um, commitment to fostering good relationships and um, uh, and developing pathways for Indigenous players to to play at our level footy and uh, perform for our side. so it said the uh, the club is committed to restoring our leadership position in the Indigenous community and nurturing Indigenous talent, both players and staff. Um, so we all know about the rich history Essendon has in identifying, attracting, and developing Indigenous talent, and we need to build onto this into the future. Um, so with that, um, they're talking about uh, you know soon appointing a the club's uh, inaugural First Nations board director. Um, yeah, which is a, a massive step for the club, uh, which I, yeah, I, I really welcome, um, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be suggesting that, um, you know, Tipper would go straight from the field into a, a board director position. Um, however, um, he could be super important, even like if he wants to play or not. I, I think he's still up in the air. Um, but would he be interested in, um, I suppose, uh, fulfilling a leadership leadership position for uh indigenous culture and indigenous talent within the Essendon football club and indeed within the AFL community um he seems uh you know quite uh engaged in um you know trying to help young people um you know more broadly not even just indigenous talent like he he's you know spoken at school assemblies and all the rest of it about his his journey and um the importance of you know persistence and hard work and um uh, and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, potentially that's another avenue we could see him return to the club. Um, so, uh, yeah, it might be a few things to to think about for him there. Um, but at least the conversation is being had. He hasn't completely closed the door on us, which is uh, which is excellent. Um, yeah, certainly I'd love to see him back and and given a crack. Um, yeah, I was reading Blitz the other day, and someone made a, a great point that you know. If if Tipper, Tipper came back, even at, not at full fitness, uh, we gave him the um, you know the the preseason and then some to um, try and get back to um, fitness at AFL level. That's probably worth a pun, um, you know, at a at a low peak kind of thing, or even you know rookies or however it works. Um, then yeah, pick seventy six at the AFL draft, uh, particularly given the the draft talent's supposed to really drop off. In levels from fifteen on, um, pick seventy nine
0: was James. Was that? He was
1: changed. <laughs> yeah, well, so
0: um, They don't, don't find a James seventy nine anymore, mate. But
1: uh, mm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, so it's it's worth a worth a crack. Um, so if we and we've got that option. All we'd have to do is, is extend his contract because he retired. He uh, he wasn't you know delisted or anything like that. Um, so effectively, that contract is still in place. All we'd have to do is extend that, so he doesn't have to go to the draft or anything like that. Or if we wanted to renegotiate and and stuff around, and you know, go okay, instead of senior list, we'll offer you a, a um, you know a rookie list position or something like that. Then you'd have to go to um, you know, the draft and, um, uh, and and go from there, like the rookie draft and um, and go from there. So. Um, yeah, I reckon it's worth worth the crack, James. What about yourself, mate? What do you reckon?
0: Well, definitely, like, uh, you know, we're crying out for that kind of player. You know, even with the uh, Davies likely to come in and hopefully Mankara would be uh, joining us as well. Yep. Um, you know, just to have a senior body like a AMT to help these guys. Uh, yeah, I think that would be invaluable. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I can't see a lot wrong with it. Uh, I guess the fear is you know, having to watch AMT in Frio colours would be pretty hard to watch because, uh, mm. yeah, he's brought us a lot of joy over the years. But if, if he chose that, I uh, certainly wouldn't hold any negativity against him because uh, he obviously felt that was the best move for him and uh, he would be the best judge of that. So, yeah, we'll wait and see I, I mean, how that plays out. But, I, I mean... Uh, I think we'd all like to see the you know, number 43 running out there again for us. Um,
1: mm.
0: and it could you know, really give us a real kick um, into you know, next year. A bit more excitement too um, when the ball went forward if he could get himself back to senior level. Um, mate, a couple more positions have been announced. Um, you know We've got now Lee Tudor is going to be the coach of the VFL team which I think is a great move. He was the VFL coach in 2021. Um, and if you remember, we had COVID going on, so he didn't really coach much. It was just more, you know, the scratch matches and so forth. Yeah. Um, so, and Lee is a terrific coach, you know, like a great development coach, which, you know, really is suited to VFL level. Um, but Brent Stanton's still staying around with the club mate, and he's joined now by Ben Jacobs, who... Um, yeah, it was a North Melbourne player in on, on Port. Uh, if you remember he made he was that tagger mm. that uh, Chris Scott used to like to... Uh, oh, sorry, Brad Scott used to work with him. Um, and, um, yeah, Brad's brought him in as a development
1: coach. Yeah, so it's a uh, oh, good couple of uh, appointments there. Um, so we should see, yeah, how we see development there at VFL level and indeed for our AFL list of blokes when playing. Um, VFL, hopefully, they'll um, yeah, give them some uh, uh, some good tips. So, when they do come into the senior side, um, yeah, they're, they're sort of ready to go and they don't, uh, I suppose stand out, um, like, like sort of deer in the headlights kind of thing. So, um, no, it'd be yeah. good,
0: yeah. No, I think Lee Tudor will be great for a VFL coach and hopefully gets the uh, opportunity to coach week in and week out. Um, so I'm sure Paul Cousins would uh testify that. Yeah, Lee's a great person to have into that program. Um, now, mate, uh, before we go into the BFL, or sorry, AFLW uh, games. Um, I think, you know a lot of stuff still up in the air, mate. In terms of, uh, yeah, as you said earlier, the CEO and a couple of other positions that you know we're still waiting to fill out of this. Uh, yeah, we're going to go over to the um the luxury tax, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good thing, um, that the club's willing to put their hand into their pocket and, you know, really you know, be committed to bringing our standards forward. So I think we can look forward to a few more announcements coming up. Um, but uh, anything else you want to add before we have a break and go into the AFLW? No, mate,
1: no, I guess the only one is... Um... Yeah, it's a it's a long time between drinks. Yeah, between the, the oh, trade period and then the then the draft. Um, yeah, when I when I saw like, you know, like this isn't happening until late November. I'm like, Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess yeah, with that, um, yeah, we're looking to you know bolster our um a sort of development and um, yeah, I suppose uh like in, in terms of our indigenous um talent which has been sorely lacking for a for a long time. Um I'm super keen to see if we can get um Mankara on board. And I don't know a lot of other Esmin fans are. Um but I tell you what, um <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, take my hat off to you know Didoro and, and those types who um I suppose play that game of cat and mouse and um you yeah, know they've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them Jane. Um where like our, our second pick is currently at pick 22 in the draft, um, and yeah, previously he was tipped to fall anywhere between, yeah, maybe 15 and 40, anywhere in that range. He, he's likely to fall in there, and we know that um, now the rule is that um, you know we can't match any bids before 40, which is absolutely ridiculous for my mind um, with academy players. Um, it's it's too far for mine. But um, be that as it may, um, there's talk now that, um, yeah, because he didn't play that much footy this year, he could fall outside of that 40 zone. Um, so the the game becomes, you know, are we able to you know, get a second pick in, um, I suppose, uh, or a third pick, rather, because we want to take, you know, so that in the top four or five, um uh we've got uh, one of the Davy boys, um likely to get a um uh a bid before our second pick of twenty-two. And then you've got to factor in Mankara. Um, you know, do we get another pick in there before the 40 to make sure we get him or not? Um I, I'd love for us to um you yeah, I suppose trade picks around, see if we can make it work. Um because I i yeah, I'd love to see more give given the opportunity and certainly he's been around the academy, he loves the bombers. Um, obviously got a good relationship with the Davy boys. Um I would love to see him um you know give him the chance to to thrive in the in the red and black chain. Um so yeah. I know it's a long way to go, but um yeah, I just uh that's been well and rare in my mind and um it it must be a pretty tough uh tough gig at times to um you know, try and land all your targets. Yeah,
0: well it'd be great, but um yeah, I guess it's the cat and mouse game, mate. Right? Because uh, I did hear uh, Adrian Doray question on him and said, "Yeah, we're not quite sure where he's at. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're not sure if he's ready for senior forty. Um, so for me, that could probably, yeah, you know, he can't be too complimentary, knowing that he doesn't have a lot of rights to him. Yeah, you know, now he's having to wait to pick forty. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it's uh. I just hope we don't have a moment like when we got Irving Mosquito from Hawthorn, and, um, you yeah, know, at least Hawthorne had the opportunity to match in that instance. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see another club high-fiving as they read out his name knowing um, uh, they've stolen him under our nose. So um, that'll play out on draft night. But, um, yeah, it's a fair while away. Um, but it will come around quick. Yeah, sooner than we probably think. All right, we'll have a quick break, mate. I'll um, come back with the AFLWs and then we'll wrap up. And you're listening to Cast uh, As we go into the AFLW, mate, I went to my first AFLW game one Sunday, mate, I went to the uh, Essendon versus Melbourne game at Casey Fields, uh, closer to my home. Um, And for that luxury, I watched the score in one quarter um, and have three scoreless quarters. So it wasn't my greatest...
1: You would have felt right at home, Jay.
0: Yeah, I actually went with my wife and I I said to her, you know, I don't know if it's me because I'll go to the footy watch the men and it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> the female game and it's the same. But um, now I'm sure that'll change as the years go by. But um, yes, it was uh, definitely a, a raw induction, should I say. And um, yeah, it was tough going. Um, But, you know, it was good to see, yeah, the players live. Um, you know, it's the first game I've been to. At FIW level, um, so yeah, it was a wasn't the greatest spectacle for an Essendon fan, but it was great. Baptism by fire, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, being an expansion club, I'm sure will improve as the years go by. Um, yeah, so we'll look forward to that. But um, we have missed a couple of games, mate. So we'll we'll go into the Essendon Sydney game first, um, mm. where we. Broke our losing streak. Um, To just get home, and it was a bit of a frustrating game, I thought. I thought we were the better side, but we just kept letting Sydney come back and score. Um, So it was a bit frustrating uh, to watch that game. But, um, again, we had the the big support, which has been great. Uh, You know, one of the great things about watching uh, from afar was hearing the Essendon crowd get behind this ladies' team. Um, so yeah, it was good to see him get up and win
1: by I think it was four points in the end. Mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, we made it hard for ourselves. Um, yeah, like you were saying, like by rights, um, yeah, we should have this game wrapped up uh, by three quarter time, um, if not earlier. Um, I mean, we uh, I think we had the first goal or so of the game, um, and we're, we're looking pretty good, but. Yeah, we got a bit cute with the footy, like we we tried to do things and our skills just weren't up to it, which we weren't hitting targets. Um meanwhile, this like to their credit, the swans, um, you know, what they lacked for um you know senior bodies and um uh and all of that, like they they pushed all game. Um, you know, yes, they they stuffed up every now and then, but um they moved right onto it, try to clean up their mess. Um I, I personally thought we had the better better side out on the field by far. Um, but just that lack of cohesion um, as a team uh, was really costing us. Um and you know, Sydney were able to take the lead at various stages. Um and really could have um uh, could have made us pay, but you know, they didn't have the cattle on the field to my mind. Um and when we finally you know kicked into gear in that in that third quarter, um Know, kicked a few goals to uh, bring back the difference. I mean, I think we were trailing by about three goals or so at half time, if I remember correctly, Joe. Maybe only two goals, but um, yeah. it seemed like we were, um, I suppose, a bit further away than that. We did get back in front, um, but again, like, we, we just didn't make the most of our chances. And, um, you know, whether it was through uh, you know, kicking high up into the air on a windy day, um, which is, you know, that'll go on to our next game as well. Um Yeah, not hitting targets, uh, not hitting smart targets as as well. Um, uh, You know, and not taking the first option. That kind of thing, um, yeah, it did get really frustrating. Um, It was good we were able to limp over the line at the end of the day. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, Too Good in particular had a real influence on that, um, taking a number of marks. Uh, Unfortunately, she wasn't able to kick as many goals as she might have liked. Had a few pings at goal. Uh, but her marking was uh, was sensational on the day um you know really um, showed that like uh, why she's um, you know one of our um, you know senior bodies and uh, more experienced and better players on the side um was super important to us on the day uh but yeah I, I could, it was just a, a frustrating game but um yeah if you walk away with the four points uh, you're going be pretty happy yeah so let's get into the votes for that game mate um how did you go yep so uh yeah i went it was a bit of a tough one uh for mine um i actually gave prosparkas the one vote and i know yeah she didn't have a, a massive impact on the game um really she was held really tightly um but it was the way that she just kept at it all all day. Um, like got her twenty two disposals and um, you know, got us like plenty of metres gained. Unfortunately, we don't show the stats for that. But, um, and generally tried to, you know, she'd get the hard ball and then sort of release a, a handball out to someone who was able to sort of run run the footy. I thought, um, yeah, she she was a bit of a bash and crash game for it. So I thought I. Oh, yeah, I would reward Water with a one point for uh, just that continued effort and the real leadership she shows out there. That never say die kind of attitude. Um, yeah, I quite like. Two votes went for Sophie Alexander. I thought um, yeah, she played quite well. Kicked a couple of goals, which is great. Um, but more than that it was um, yeah, five tackles. Um, went in the ruck. Had a few hitouts. Um, and uh, yeah, had the 16 disposals as well. I thought she played a, a quite a decent game. So two votes to Sophie Alexander but the three votes um yeah Bonnie too good was um uh, yeah just too good on the day for mine um yeah that strong mark and presence as I mentioned earlier was just fantastic I uh, kicked the one goal two um but also um yeah she managed the the five tackles herself, so um no, i thought it was a really good game from her how about yourself mate
0: yeah i' um i actually went you know, three for too good i thought she was too good um and was a big reason why we won that game, uh, just a strong marking. And as you say, she missed a few opportunities, but um, certainly uh, it was such a presence that, you know, I think uh, we uh, you know, we should be thankful that she's part of the Bombers' mm. initial side. Um, I gave two to Daria Bannister. I thought she worked very hard. Up. And she's like a bull, mate. She tackles really hard and bumps and does everything you'd like to see and... Um, any footballer, so you know, mm. she, she did well, and then one vote for Alexander, mate. So I kind of followed you a bit, but uh, yeah, I thought she had her best game for the club in that game, and yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, really good to see her perform uh, at, at our level. Um, we went over to Katie, as I said, mate, last week or on Sunday, and they were really up against it, you know, the wind was. Shocking, i have got to say. It wasn't very comfortable to watch footy in, mate. And um, <laughs> so I can only imagine what it was like to play. Um, so yeah, we, but it was the same for both sides. And yeah, unfortunately, um, one side made it look a bit easier than the other. Um, yeah, for most of the game, we really struggled um, getting it past centre line, mate. Um, and, you know, the few times that it went forward, uh, you know, we, you know, it's hard for us to generate any score. Um, you know, I thought uh you know it was a tough game in general for to be a bomber player or a bomber fan. so yeah, not a lot to come out of that game other than to say that Melbourne clearly much further advanced than us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, it's pretty pretty rough game to watch. Um and I was comfortable at home on the couch, mate, um, so it would have been yeah pretty rough to have actually yeah, going to the game and, and seeing that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, we had some players like you can see they were they were really trying, like, yeah, Bannister again, um, too good as well. Um, trying to uh you know, I suppose make an impact on the game. Um, you know, um Chris Barkas was was held really tightly again, had no influence, um, unfortunately. Um so without those sort of senior leaders able to, uh, I suppose, make an impact on the game, it makes it pretty hard for us. But um, on this game, James, oh, well, and it's it's probably a, um, yeah, uh, an un, uh, unpopular opinion, uh, but that game um, didn't reflect on, I suppose, how the girls are playing throughout the rest of the season. Like the rest of the season, yes, we've lost other games, but you know, the effort's been there. Um, we've been trying different things. We've looked, you know, um I suppose doing the simple things well is, is how I I sort of uh term it. Um this game we looked totally shaken. Um you know really um lacked um I suppose that that sort of resilience and um uh yeah when we're under pressure we um yeah, made some quite poor uh, decisions, Um, which, you know, I guess you can understand to a degree when, you know, Melbourne were definitely um, making us feel every bump, you know, and really getting into us whenever we stuffed up. Um, So, obviously, confidence gets a a bit of a hammering. Um, But I I guess for mine, um, I would have liked to have seen, um, I suppose, a bit more honest reflection um, in terms of, you know, when we get the uh, the messages from in the rooms about you know, how they thought the players went on the day. Because um, uh, I guess, for one, um, I'll, I'll look at uh, how the AFLW has been um, sort of created. And um, AFLW is created, so there's a, a proper AFL women's competition. They don't want to be seen as a Mickey Mouse competition, um, and nor should they be treated as such um so likewise with that um i think if we haven't performed well um then yeah we need to sort of call it out if it's to be a, a professional um yeah sort of league and system and i get we're a developing side we're, we're newly established in the aflw so i get that um but i i just yeah, you know, I it's like um, a, <laughs> I i suppose the maccas reward the participation award said oh you know the girl's done really well we we tried to do x y and z but it didn't happen you know we saw like so many examples of you know dumb decision making for mine you know it's a windy day don't kick it high up in the air because it's, you know you, you're never certain of where it's going to land and you know realistically our um disposal and decision making like isn't great as it is so you know when that's the case and as i said we're a developing side Simplify things, bring it down to its lowest level, you know, hit the first handball, make shorter kicks, um, you know, run for each other, all that sort of stuff. That's what should be, I suppose, um uh you know, pushing. and I'm sure it is. Um But I mean like I just watched that game and thought we've we've totally fallen apart as a as a system at a side. Um we just have lacked the composure that required to lower the eyes and try and hit a target as opposed to just kicking it. 30 meters up in the air, um, where it's going to land either you know out of bounds, um, on the full, um, or it'll be as we know with the AFLW uh rules. Like if you kick it out and it's not touched, um, before it goes to the line, there's a sort of the lasso, um, kind of free kick to the other side. So we're just coughing up the ball to the opposition. And I, you know, to me, that's dumb decision making. Um, and I think really uh, that needs to be called out if we're to be, um, I suppose, serious about, um, you know, um, about this competition.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into the voting, mate, because uh, I think the less said about it, the better than <laughs> this game because um, I can't add anything positive to the game because, um, yeah, I can't even say the, the halftime snack was good, mate. I, mean, <laughs> had, the, I had this burger and, um, mate, I, I reckon I could have made it better myself, um so, Yeah, no, nah, I would have to say that it was a poor day all round for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so let's
1: get into the voting for this game. No worries. Well, I went, um, you know, one for Bannister, I mean, she gave it a crack, um, two to Jackie Vought, um, yeah, laid 10 tackles, which is huge. Um, tried to make an influence, but, um, yeah, just unfortunately, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to get there, and uh, Bonnie Too Good kept cracking in all day, so I thought I'd. I'd give it a three. What about yourself, mate?
0: Yeah, I went, um, I think I think I went the same as you, didn't I, mate? Again, um, I think I had that. I think I had uh, three for, I think I had, I was tossing between Vought and, um, and Too Good um, because Vought, I think, laid about 10 tackles on the mm. game. So, was, yeah, her effort was amazing. But, yeah, I think I ended up going Too Good for her. You know, she was... Real, our only target really. Um, yeah. and then I gave two to bot with a you know contested play and efforts to chase and won the banister who cracked in hard all day, but uh, you know not as many opportunities as the previous game. So yeah, where does that leave us with the voting structure? Right?
1: Uh so um, whoops. Uh... Alrighty, if I um, go from the bottom. Um, so we've got Elise Gamble with one, Georgia G and Stephanie Kane on two, three votes apiece to Sophie Alexander, Catherine Phillips, and Stephanie Wales, four to Paige Scott and Amber Clark, six votes to Daria Bannister, 17 to Jackie Fort, 26 to Bonnie Toogood, and out remaining in front is Madison Presparkis on 35 Don's cast medal votes.
0: Ah, very good. So, well, we've got our final game, or the AFL, AFLW, sorry, t- team has its final game next week, going up against Port. I think it is, mate. Mm. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can finish off with a win and complete a four and six season, which um, I think is a new t- side, considering we lost a couple of games really close too. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we lost by two points and one point or something. At, you know, yeah, so. You know, it wasn't too far away from a winning season in your first year. It's pretty good. So, yeah, we can finish off uh, Port. That would be great. Um, and, uh yeah, we can look forward to building on this initial step. Yep, absolutely. Well, mate, I think that's it um, for this episode. Um, and we'll come back next week to see off the uh, AFLW, uh, see if we've got an announcement yet on the CEO, which... Still told could be weeks away. Um, um, yeah, and then apart from that, we lead up towards the draft. So um, yes, lots of happening at uh, the footy club, and yeah, we'll be there to cover it. So till next week, go bombers, go dons.